Hi everyone, my name is Lauren White. I'm a junior at Abraham Lincoln High School and welcome back to episode two. Today's episode is called The Quote-Unquote Unwavering Faith of Young Goodman Brown. Notice the quotation marks. We'll get into that later. But right now we are going to be discussing and analyzing the text Young Goodman Brown by Nathaniel Hawthorne and also comparing it to another text called Self-Reliance by Ralph Waldo Emerson. So grab a snack, get comfy, and let's get started. So I'd just like to start by giving a little bit of information about the author. His name is Nathaniel Hawthorne, and he was born July 4th, 1804 in Salem, Massachusetts. He was honored in the Hall of Fame for Great Americans of 1900. Some of his most famous works include The Scarlet Letter, The Marble Fawn, The Celestial Road, Roger Malvin's Burial, Twice Told Tales, and the text we will be primarily discussing today, Young Goodman Brown. I'd like to give just a short summary of the text before we get started analyzing. So, young Goodman Brown leaves his wife, Faith, to go on a journey. He sets off into a gloomy forest, afraid of what could be lurking in the shadows. Later on, he meets a man who acts as if he has been expecting Goodman Brown. Everything seems normal about the man, except for his serpent-carved staff, which later on we'll realize represents the devil, or something evil. Goodman Brown and the man come across a woman that Goodman knows, and she reveals herself as a witch and says she's on her way to the ceremony that Goodman Brown and the man are on their way to. Goodman Brown wants to turn back and go home. The man offers his staff to Goodman Brown and tells him it will transport him to the ceremony whenever he's ready to attend. Soon, he hears people that he knows on their way to the ceremony also. Then, he hears Faith's voice and pink ribbons, which were worn in her hair, begin to fall from the sky. Thinking everyone in the world is evil, after hearing Faith, he grabs the staff and travels to the ceremony, giving up his faith. Once he is there, he finds that Faith has been captured too. He tells her to resist, but then finds himself alone in the forest suddenly. The next morning, he returns, but sees everyone as evil, and is a changed man for the rest of his life. That was just a really quick, brief summary of the text. But I do want to get into some important quotes and just analyze them, dig deeper into their meanings. The first one I have is, quote, With this excellent resolve for the future, Goodman Brown felt himself justified in making more haste on his present evil purpose. And I wrote about this, that he's in denial that his actions are wrong, so he tells himself that he won't do evil deeds just after one night. This is a problem that many people face each day without even realizing it. An example would be, I'll stop eating McDonald's and go to the gym tomorrow. Or I'll stop drinking alcohol tomorrow. Society tends to put things off that need to be done and then uses that procrastination as validation for their wrongdoings. Another quote that I had was, And Faith, as the wife was aptly named, thrust her own pretty head into the street, letting the wind play with the pink ribbons of her cap. This was an important quote to me because... Um, the ribbons in her hair are pink, and the color pink symbolizes innocence and happiness. The author makes note of Faith's pink ribbons worn in her hair, and for this reason, we can assume that Faith symbolizes young Goodman Brown's faith in God. She is innocent, cheerful, youthful. She is the embodiment of faith. She is his, represents his faith in God, and that is important throughout the story. 
Um, another quote that I had was, but the only thing about him that could be fixed upon as remarkable was his staff, which bore like the, which bore the likeness of a great black snake, so curiously wrought, curiously wrought that it might almost be seen to twist and wriggle itself like a living serpent. Now, this was a very important quote to me because uh, the main focus, the snake-like staff that is described, we can infer that the man that meets Goodman Brown in the woods symbolizes the devil or symbolizes something evil. The man offers him his staff many times, but Goodman Brown declines. This represents the devil testing his faith and trying to get him to go against God. However, Brown resists, telling the man he wants to return to faith. So over and over again throughout um, young Goodman Brown's journey with this man, he's just walking with this man, he repeatedly says that he wants to return to his wife, Faith. Um, and if we remember that faith symbolizes his faith in God, then he's kind of torn between uh, the devil and his faith in God. So that's why I thought that was an important quote. Another one is, I helped your grandfather, the constable, when he lashed the Quaker woman so smartly through the streets of Salem. And it was that, and it was I that brought your father a pitch pine knot to set fire to an Indian village. This was important because the man that Brown meets in the woods is the one saying this, and he is the one who represents the evil in Brown's life and the devil. In this quote, we find out that the devil has been involved in Goodman Brown's quote unquote Puritan family for generations. The man says he helped Brown's grandfather and father with deeds like lashing women and setting fire to an Indo Indian village. Brown comes to the realization that maybe his family isn't as pure as he may think. The next one is, what if a wretched old woman do choose to go to the devil when I thought she was going to heaven. Is that any reason why I should quit my dear faith and go after her? This quote represents Brown's resistance from the devil and his evil ways. He is starting to realize that the people of the town who he thinks are Puritan and good people are not who he thinks they are at all. But he still wants to return to his wife, Faith. However, as we talked about earlier, his wife represents his faith in God, and him wanting to return to her could represent his pull towards God and his resistance towards the devil, as we talked about earlier. Another quote I wrote down was, but something fluttered lightly down through the air and caught the branch of a tree. The young man seized it and beheld a pink ribbon. My faith is gone, he cried, after one stupefied moment. This is a very important quote because in it, Goodman Brown loses his faith in God. This is the point in the text where he loses his faith. Since we know his wife represents his literal faith in God and her pink ribbons, which symbolize the faith within her, fall from the sky, we know that he has lost his faith. He also shouts, my faith is gone, and this makes his feelings pretty obvious. This is just a big turning point for the character, young Goodman Brown, because he goes from being a, a very religious man to um, just losing his faith. And this is the point where he does that. So that's why that was important. Um, the next quote is, the second traveler was about 50 years old. Apparently the same, let me start over with this one, my bad. 
The second traveler was about 50 years old, apparently in the same rank of life as Goodman Brown, and bearing a considerable resemblance to him. They might have been taken for father and son. Now, this quote is where it gets a little bit more in depth, because while many take the approach of implying that the mysterious man represents the devil, there is also another approach. In this quote, the man is described as somewhat similar to Goodman Brown. This could imply that the man actually represents young Goodman Brown's evil side. Throughout the story, he finds out that everyone he knows and loves, everyone who he believes to be Puritan, is actually worshiping the devil. Here we see that young Goodman Brown has an evil side too. Now I'd like to bring another text into this, Self-Reliance by Ralph Waldo Emerson. <clears throat> I just wrote down a few quotes that I thought applied to the text Young Good Goodman Brown, and I'm just going to read those, and then I'm going to talk about them. So, to start off, here's the first quote. To believe your own thought, to believe that what is true for you in your private heart is true for all men, that is genius. That was the first quote. And the second quote, and we are now men and must accept in the highest mind the same transcendent destiny, destiny, and not cowards fleeing before a revolution, but guides, redeemers, and benefactors obeying the almighty effort and advancing on chaos in the dark. And the third quote goes, whoso would be a man must be a nonconformist. He who would gather immortal psalms must not be hindered by the name of goodness, but must explore if it be goodness. Nothing is at the last sacred but the integrity of your own mind. These were all very important quotes to me because of their message. Here, Emerson is telling us that the greatest people are the ones who honestly and truly trust themselves before anyone else. If the idea that the mysterious man represents Goodman Brown's evil side is true, then we can imply that he doesn't have trust in himself. Every time the man offers his staff, Brown declines. This is an example of him not trusting himself. Emerson also implies the idea that chaos and darkness aren't necessarily bad. In his opinion, society should advance on them. He is all for exploring new ideas and asking questions about things when no one else will. Young Goodman Brown lives in a Puritan society where everyone is extremely religious and believes what they are told. So, when Young Goodman Brown's faith is tested, he doesn't trust himself enough to explore the idea of the devil and to go along with what his evil self is telling him to do. Not until he loses his wife Faith and loses his faith in God does he give in to his inner desires and go to the ceremony. Emerson also says that to be a real man, you cannot just go along with the crowd. You have to test your limits and ask questions, be brave and stand out. You cannot be told what is good and what is bad, but must see for yourself and test those boundaries. Nothing should be more important to you than your own gut feeling. Goodman Brown is tested by evil throughout the story and doesn't trust his gut. He's been taught that the devil is evil and evil is bad, so he doesn't trust his evil self and wants to return back to faith throughout the story. But when he loses his faith, he gives in to those desires and goes to the ceremony. Maybe both themes put together imply that Goodman Brown should have trusted himself, or the mysterious man, and gone to the ceremony with him right away from the beginning. He's been taught that the devil is bad, but never explored it himself. So we're left with the question, should Goodman Brown have given in to his wishes or not?
that's going to wrap up this episode for today. I'll leave you guys to answer the question, should young Goodman Brown have trusted himself or not? Thank you guys so much for tuning in today, and I hope to see you next time.